0: We need to shake it off. Do some stretches, some deep
1: breathing exercises. Look, man, all of those things would undoubtedly be healthy for me. But <laughs> if healthy were my motivation on things, my life would have been a lot different leading up to this point. So, <laughs> not changing it now, man. I'm already down this road. That's right. I'm. I'm committed. Let's go. No. Um. No. I'm. I'm good. Uh. I've actually. You know. Other than the robots deciding that my computer needed to update just as we're getting ready to start recording. Other than that, things have been going pretty well for me today.
0: Nice. Good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice to start off on Monday that way. Cause it doesn't yeah. always, it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> no, like, I will say like, it's not, it, it's been a more common occurrence for me this year just because, uh, so a couple Mondays a month, the school has like adoration available. And so we spend a lot of time in the chapel as the religion teachers. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, you know, it today was one of those Mondays and it does, it just helps. Like Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of stress because I mean, I, I do get a little bit stressed thinking about trying to keep an eye on a group of juniors up in the chapel and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, Like, really what I'm doing is going in, providing them with a couple of prompts and things to think about and reflect on during our time up there. Uh, And then I get to spend that time in prayer and I get to go like four times in a day. And so it's it's a pretty great way to spend a Monday. That's a big deal, man. Like, it's it's
0: amazing how much just a little bit of time can have on your day, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you were talking about, like, I was listening to your podcast, and it's just the whole retreat thing. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for your week and day. Like, if you can just get that couple of, just that little bit of time, like, it it can really change the direction of your whole week.
1: Oh, a 100%. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it really, that ability to take that strategic pull away Mm -hmm. from all of the distractions, and ultimately... Anything that's not bringing us closer to God, that's what they are, is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, They're there to pull us off of that path. And so anything you can do to, like, kind of reset your perspective and get your eyes back on the prize, it's going to be a good thing. Nice. Yeah, that was a good little podcast, man.
0: I'm I'm not, I was, I was, uh, like, I I figured it was going to have some good thoughts because you had a, you know four days or whatever to really process some things but I, yeah you know
1: for listening i was like
0: oh yeah that yeah so <coughs>
1: that was good man i liked it i liked it a lot nice i'm glad it worked out then <sighs> Already. technical difficulties can't totally derail us unless we let them <laughs> exactly right i love it all right
0: let's hit an intro and jump into it welcome to the podcast blue collar scholars not long ago a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works they recognize the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The do Podcast here We're working to be the second iteration of that group. So, pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. All right, man. Have you uh, had anything delicious to drink lately?
1: You know, uh, actually, lately, the last couple... So, between the retreat and everything else and then just kind of getting back into the school year i haven't had a whole lot of exciting uh Mm. beers Mm -hmm. lately the last couple times i've gotten together with people though we have done uh some like martinis uh and ultimately what i'm like my my very brief because i don't know anywhere near enough about it to like speak with any kind of uh, insight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what I've kind of learned is, so in general, I don't like gin, but on a martini for some reason with like, so I do, I don't, they call it a dirty martini where it's they've got, got some the of olive the olive juice. juice in as well. Yeah. And I got to say, man, like the gin with some olive juice and everything makes for a really nice drink for me. Yeah. Um,
0: See, I've never had one I, but I like olives and I like the olive juice actually like I'll sit there and like finish off the olives and then drink the jar like it's so I was like if okay. I had one I would totally have to have the olive juice in it because that would be what I am for
1: really me. really glad to hear you say that because I always felt like such a weirdo as like a <laughs> uh I mean I don't Canada know that I can schooler. pull you pull you out of that classification no, no,
0: no. of weirdo because like no, I'm, no, that's I'm true not that's normal, true but
1: I, I hear you, but at the same time, it's one of those things, like, it's just such a relief to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> that you're not um, alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, so the 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 Dirty Martini has been a real big hit for me, uh, something that I like. And I think there's also something to, to the idea of a drink that's poured into a glass of that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it kind of automatically helps me pace myself, because... It's good that it paces you because there's quite a bit of booze in it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's it's not a drink that I'm going to be, like, sitting there and going through a uh, the equivalent of a six-pack of them or anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Especially because you've got to go and, like, mix them in the shaker each time and everything. It's like, oh, man, it automatically paces things out. This is too much work. <laughs> My upper body is going to get super strong yeah. if I get into
0: these. And the barrier to entry is just too high. Yeah, so That's, that's probably why they make them so strong, is because it's such a pain in <laughs> the butt to make them. They're like, look, like, I only want one, because I don't look. want to do
1: this again. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. I think I think you've hit on it exactly right there. Uh, How about you, man? you have anything exciting lately? Yeah, I'm actually...
0: Uh, drinking it right now because so I started this whole like I, I hired a health coach like I'm gonna lose these pounds that I'm trying to get to all right yeah and so he's got me actually eating more food to lose weight which is really weird okay I need I need contact info like but dude it works no like I, I hired him he's like okay you're gonna eat this many calories here's your macros and uh at the end of like the first second and third day I was like Kristen, I can't eat any more food, <laughs> and I still have 400 calories to go. <laughs> like, I, like it, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and uh, so, it's taken me a long time to figure this out. But yeah, I, it's it's crazy, but it seems to be working. Nice, and, and it's not keto or anything. So, like, I'm having carbs and calories, and so I'm actually having because I'm four. I was like six, no, 400 calories short for the day or something. So, I was like, hey, I get to have a beer then. probably probably not what my coach was thinking but you know he set my 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 calories so it's his fault
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the the real advantage to having the coach someone to blame
0: blame uh but I'm, i'm having the black house by modern times okay and it's their uh coffee oatmeal stout nice and it is good like i i like modern times i think they do a great job Like, I've never had anything bad from them. Sure. Um, And this one does have nice coffee flavor, nice chocolate notes and things like that. It's really good. But one of the things that I, that when it hit me and I was like, ah, I was expecting something different is that it's surprisingly light bodied for an oatmeal stout, in my opinion. Mm. Like, it's really smooth. But when you tell me it's an oatmeal stout, I usually expect it to be. Um, borderline creamy, you know, not, not a cream ale, you know, like not having those extra proteins in it, but, but, you know, substantial body. And, Mm -hmm. and so this one's just the, the body's a little lighter than I was expecting, but the flavor is really good. So if I hadn't come into it with the, the preconceptions on what it was supposed to be like before ever having it, because, you know, that always works out for us, (laughs) I would enjoy. So I think like, as I work through this four pack, I'll probably enjoy it more and more as the time. It, like it tastes really good. Like it is a really good beer. It's not super carbonated. Cause you know, those dark beers, you don't want them. Really right. Carbonated. Yeah. But it's, it's nice, man. It's really good. I, I, like I said, I, I haven't had anything from modern times that I didn't like, but I have had one of their oatmeal stouts or I don't know if it was an oatmeal stout, but it was a, a stout of some sort that was, I liked better. Cause it had the, the chocolate flavors to it, but then it yeah. was kind of boozy. It's so it had like something that fill that gap where the body was a little light. And so, oh, okay. But overall, I, I mean, I would, I would definitely buy it again. You know, <laughs> absolutely would. Nice man. So, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Anyway. Okay. So we started talking about, so you, like you brought up discernment last week. Cause it was one of the things that you wanted to go through. And, we talked, Hey, like we should go through the spiritual gifts. And so that's what we're going to do. But as I was thinking about it, one of the things mm-hmm. that I really thought was interesting from the last conversation. And one of the things I'm looking for doing it, doing this conversation now is the difference in language. Like I really, oh, like, when, yeah, when yeah, yeah. you said discernment, like I was on a completely different plane. And so it's going to be super interesting to talk about the spiritual gifts from like a Catholic perspective, because I've never talked about the spiritual gifts from a Catholic perspective. Like it, it's not the tradition. I'm sure there's branches of the tradition that does focus on them, but the tradition as a whole does not emphasize the spiritual gifts in the daily life, say, compared to say like a, a Pentecostal tradition. Sure. that 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 is the main emphasis of... Of their tradition is the spiritual gifts, like theirs, and primarily the speaking of tongues and things like right. that. So, uh, I, I'm super interested because, uh, through RCIA and all these things, they're like, Oh, yeah, it's there, but but <laughs> it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like talked about or or expressed as like, Yeah, this is everybody has these things or, or whatever. So, right, that's what I'm really looking forward to in this conversation. One, I, just in general, like I, I'm working on uh, this year. <laughs> one of my goals is around um, I feel bad like I don't want to actually talk about my goals but it mm-hmm. it, it I'm, I'm studying and researching like the Holy Spirit that's okay as, as an aspect to my goal um because I, I think that's one of those things that we've talked about before where it's kind of lacking. yeah you know we focus on God the Father, we focus on Jesus. But we don't really spend a whole lot of time interacting with the Holy Spirit or really understanding what that's like in our life, and so the spiritual gifts is usually, uh, you know, we kind of look at him as, you know, the the vendor of gifts rather than mm-hmm. somebody who's a part of our life. And so it's, I'm I'm interested in that part for me because I'm yeah. I'm working on that, but then also just in this, I've never dug into it from the Catholic traditions perspective on on how this relates type of a thing. So I'm excited, I'm excited to talk about these.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things, so it is kind of funny, you know, when you were describing your RCIA experience of talking about like these gifts of the Holy spirit and that idea that they're just sort of like, Oh yeah, no, no, they're, they're there Uh, to a large extent. I feel like that's kind of the, the kind of day to day experience for, I would say the majority of Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, to probably now, most of
0: Christianity too. To be well, that's right.
1: true, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, There are, you know, there have been charismatic renewal groups and things like that in the Catholic church that have put a lot more kind of focus on them and things like that. Um, And they're, you know, they're, they're around there. There are a lot of very vibrant communities kind of built around that. But yeah, I would say that for the majority of the time, Uh, if you were to ask a Catholic about the the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm pretty sure I heard of that. And that'd probably be about as far as they could go. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that concern you? I mean, I think, yes. From that same perspective of what you were just talking about, though, with this idea of the Holy Spirit being kind of the the overlooked third person of the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you would think that kind of like demonstrates your salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and not just that, but also like, so it makes sense on some level that the Holy Spirit is the one that we tend to have a hard time connecting to intellectually, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the concept of a father, sometimes people's experiences with their own earthly fathers can be a hindrance to that. But at least the concept is something we're familiar with. Sure. And Jesus Christ being God made man, there's, you know, we've got all these very human interactions of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ that make him a lot easier to understand. And then we've got the Holy spirit and the concept of spirit in general is something that is often kind of perplexing and very uh, other to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And then even if you look at the way the Holy spirit is described in the situations where the spirit makes an appearance, Uh, I was having a lot of fun with this, actually, with some of my juniors last semester when we were talking about uh, Pentecost Mm -hmm. and like making them pay very close attention to some of the language that's used. Like, it's pretty clear that Luke in his account in Acts is trying to describe something that he can't really. You know, there was a sound as of a driving wind. So it wasn't the sound of a driving wind. It was something that ah, what's the closest thing I could describe to. It was like a driving wind. Mm -hmm. And then there appeared over them tongues as of fire, not tongues of fire tongues as of fire. Like I, you know, the closest I can kind of get. And so I feel like this language that happens around the Holy spirit tends to make it harder for us to connect with intellectually because there's not anything concrete. Mm, good point i like but at the same time the reason why it remains very concerning for me is because well quite frankly the the one who we are interacting with in our daily lives is generally the holy spirit Mm -hmm. like our our prayers to the father through the son are possible by the spirit um and like when Jesus was preparing to ascend, you know, I, I will send to you an advocate. You will not be left orphaned. You know, like the Holy Spirit is. I mean, is our connection to, to Christ and the father. In right. And so, like. I don't it's not like I'm sitting here applying human pettiness to God, like the Holy Spirit is going to get tired of being overlooked and just say, well, fine, do it on your own then or anything like right. I'm not suggesting that by any <clears throat> right. stretch, but if we're going to try to grow closer and strive for a nearer and stronger relationship with God the idea that we just sort of overlook our primary means of encounter hmm. seems like a poor choice
0: well said that that hits that hits home yeah it does
1: huh yeah no
0: <laughs> that's so true Oh, I wish I had more to add to that, but it's just like, I'm I'm still like pulling the dagger out of my gut right now, so it's like,
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like... to be clear, the reason it's really easy for me to identify this when people are doing it is because it's a hundred percent where I'm at, like, man, because yeah, I'm a very systematic person. Like I like yeah. I like to be able to go from A to B to C, mm-hmm. and. I'm not able to do that with the Holy spirit. And so it's kind of one of those things where, um, I just don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, you're right.
0: But, but yeah, like you said, it's our connection. Like that is the actual bridge. So we're trying to get from point a to point B, but you know, like figuring it out on our own rather than walking across the bridge type of a thing. So like we have, we have to get comfortable with it and, so so I, I love it. I, so I'm I'm actually that makes me even more excited because the spiritual gifts is probably the the tangible way that we see it, and then maybe we can deconstruct that and work back to the Holy Spirit and then we can grab hold of that that way. So we'll start with our I external. like the ambition, man. I like the so, hopefulness here. <laughs> but you know what? But I gotta I gotta make something like you just said, I gotta make something tangible for me to grab mm-hmm. hold of it. So like if we can grab the tangible and then we'll deconstruct and work back then uh I I have confidence that we will that we'll find him but uh so the there's two lists of the gifts of the Holy Spirit right there's a there's a big one in Romans and Corinthians and then another one in Corinthians but it's before we get into like all the details there's probably like some some big foundational things to lay out for the gifts right like because it's not just like hey, party favors, you know, like you walk in
1: the door and you're <laughs> yeah. like,
0: here, you get this, have fun with it. Here, you get that, have fun with it. So it's, <laughs> right. you know, everything that so, God
1: gives is, has intention behind it. Exactly. And I think that's kind of the key too. So first of all, like you mentioned, there are these lists. Nowhere does Paul claim that these are exhaustive lists, hmm. you know? So like that, that's one thing to keep in mind. Like we're going to be talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're not claiming that we're going to list and describe every way that the Holy spirit works. Cause as you may have picked up on our faithful listeners in our brief exchange earlier, we don't know. We don't know enough about the Holy (laughs) spirit to say anything definitive. So yeah, this is not, it's not the full list. You may know of some other gifts of the Holy spirit and I'm not telling you you're wrong for adding them or anything, but uh, you've got those big lists from St. Paul, but the, the key I think for us in terms of kind of setting the groundwork and the framework is the context in which he is talking about these gifts. Yes. And it's pretty consistently in that context of talking about, uh, the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. this idea of the different members and how they work together and how they support and build up the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's one of the biggest things is that, uh, When we receive a gift of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, it's not entirely, at least, for our sake. Like, we will benefit from it, and we will grow from it from cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Because anytime you're cooperating with God, yeah, that's going to lead to good things for you. Right. But the purpose is not for our glory, but for, again, building up the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, bringing glory to God through us. Yeah, it makes me think of...
0: Is it, is it Plato who was the one that said that, you know, by not using your talents, you rob society? Basically, like... I'm
1: remembering the quote, but I can't help you with who said it. Okay, it, it was one of the
0: uh, one of the old guys, one of the OGs, you mm-hmm. know, one of those three. Uh, but it makes me think of that to where it's, it's, it's for, like you said, it's for the community. Because we were created to be communal, right? We weren't created to be in isolation, and so everything that you have was put together with the intent to serve God. And we serve God by serving others because that's just how things are made. And and from my understanding of the world. And so, you know, like if you don't, if we don't take the time to learn these things, if we don't take the time to, um, to uh, apply them, then we are basically robbing our community, robbing our church, uh, robbing the body of Christ of those gifts that God wants to pour into us. So it's, there's a, there is an obligation kind of along with it there's not just you know um fun spiritual stuff but like we are called to to help do these things to do some work to build to build the church and so i think that's the other part of it is is the obligation side
1: yeah absolutely and this idea that um even people who have similar similar spiritual gifts that are given to them they're not interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like we're, the, the body of Christ is a body, not a machine. There aren't right. spare parts. Right. You can't take um, one gear
0: out and replace it with another
1: one. Yep. Exactly. And okay. so this idea of, uh, you know, going back to our previous episode, discerning which gifts you have, which gifts God is offering you, mm-hmm. uh, and then accepting that and discerning how to properly use them is I think you used the word obligation. And I think that's exactly the way to describe it is that we are obliged. There is an ought here in what we yeah. do. Um, you know, the the good news is that it's all still ultimately in God's hands. And so uh, if we take a little bit longer to figure it out, than we probably should have. It's not like we've doomed humanity, right? But humanity will be poorer for that time that we squandered in those opportunities mm. that we've missed mm-hmm. like no one else is going to take care of it for you the work that you are called to do if you don't do it doesn't get done yeah uh, you know what this makes me think of us no.
0: <laughs> like completely us like how many times have we had conversations about like you know like why would people listen to us like who is our we were trying to do the whole business thing you know our target audience mm-hmm. who is this yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, we yeah, really yeah. struggled with the idea of why would anybody want to listen to us like why mm-hmm. like who are we you know it's like <laughs> imposter syndrome basically you know yep but the the thing is is that there's somebody you know, you know it doesn't doesn't mean that we have to speak to a a billion people but there's somebody yeah. and there's somebody that that hears us the way that we are and they're edified by that and that that's valuable you know, Yes. And it's worth it. And that's kind of the things that we've been talking about recently is that, you know, so what if we don't get 10,000 downloads on the first day, like, you know, Joe Rogan or something. But, you know, if there's a few people that are connected and edified by this, then then that's worth it. That's valuable. Mm-hmm. And it was worth the effort to put into it. And so, um, you know, the obligation doesn't doesn't necessarily mean celebrity okay it doesn't mean yes. that you're applying to the mass media it just means that there's someone out there that can also connect to you because of your story the way that where you've come from and the way that you apply those gifts in your own unique kind of way you know it's gonna resonate with some people and it's gonna not with others so yep. that's why if, if we only had one voice there would be a whole group of people that they don't resonate with that
1: Exactly, and I think what's really cool about that too is that it does very naturally tie us back to what we had been saying earlier about that idea of it not being for our glory. Mm-hmm. Like the, the competition with other podcasts and the measuring our, uh, our reach and those mm-hmm. kinds of things, mm-hmm. that is, <clears throat> even if it was born originally from a, a fairly healthy desire to just, you know, try and maximize what we're doing, ultimately what it's become is is us seeking a measure and a competition of our success and of our impact. Right. And unfortunately, the only way we can do that, you know, it says throughout the, the Bible, you know, the Lord does not judge as humans do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's very true. Unfortunately, when humans try and judge, we do judge as humans do, which means, you know, if I'm going to try and judge the success of this podcast, All of the means that I have for it are very human means that are going to be comparing by human measure and ultimately insufficient. Yeah. Like the the purpose of these conversations originally was they were helpful for you and I. Mm -hmm. We were helping each other grow closer to Christ and to to God and to understanding what we are here to do and how to carry that out. And we were like, you know what? We've had yeah. some other people come and join us for some conversations before, and they seem to really like it and get a lot out of it, too. Why not record um, them and put them out there? Yeah. And I think that there is a real value in recognizing that there's no such thing as a small impact. Mm.
0: Yep, you're heading right where like my it, brain's going. Love it.
1: It's just an impact. Like, that's that's what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Christ left the herd for the one, right? He left the 99 Mm -hmm. for the one. So like you said, if you had an impact on one soul, that's one soul spread across, you know, everlasting, you know, like that's, that's a big deal, man. Like not, that's not something to just shake a stick. I'd be like, Oh, I didn't reach a hundred people, but you, you reached one and it affected their everlasting. Like it affected them forever. Like that's not a small thing. And, uh, so, so you're right. Like I, I think that perspective is huge, and I think that I, I like it too because it's it. In all honesty, that's what we've been we've been working through this for a really long time, and I it feels good to kind of. It's cathartic. I don't know. Like my own little therapy session here. So no, absolutely.
1: Well, but I mean, like it. And if you think about it, it's because we have, at least to me, I feel like it's because. What we have done is begun to grasp what it is that we're here to do Mm -hmm. instead of trying to force something and make something, you know, again, tying it back to our, our conversation about the gifts of the spirit. You know, when we look at those lists, you know, those things, prophecy, teaching, exhortation, wisdom, knowledge, mighty deeds, healing, all of these different gifts. Like we don't get to show up to the Holy Spirit and be like, hey. I want this one. Right. You know, like instead it's, how can I be of service? What can you give me? And we take that and then we work with it. Yeah. So like, I think, which is why, so the, the first kind of grouping of them that I wanted to talk about a little bit, I think is because I think it very naturally matches us and where we're at. In some different contexts, but makes it a little bit easier to talk about. Like, I kind of grouped prophecy, teaching, exhortation, wisdom, and knowledge together under this idea of gifts that are for instruction, Mm -hmm. which I think really naturally fits us, you know, me as a teacher, obviously, uh, instruction, but you as a parent as well, like, and us combined in what we're attempting to do with the podcast, where it's instruction not necessarily from. A, a teacher-student te- role. Yeah,
0: technical, mechanical it, perspective, yeah.
1: Ex- exactly. But what we are attempting to do is instruct one another, and then get instruction back from those who are listening in their participation. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, And, like, these gifts, part of why they're grouped together, in my mind, uh, is because they all rely on kind of a supernatural gift of insight. Um. Like there's a difference between human knowledge and the spiritual gift of knowledge or, you know, human wisdom just gained from our own experience and then the the wisdom that the spirit offers and so on. Like these are there's the old phrase from uh I heard it from Thomas Aquinas, but I'm guessing like many of his other things, he got it from somewhere else and like just made it more famous by saying it too. Mm-hmm. Um but this idea that grace builds upon nature. So when we're talking about these being supernatural gifts, it's taking these natural gifts that are available to every human person and then by the power of the Holy Spirit they're enhanced and elevated to this level that is beyond what we could reach on our own.
0: Mm. Okay. So if we were to take, so I, one that I want to get into a little bit is what prophecy yeah. looks like, but, uh, but from like a more practical application, like looking at what does that look like? So for knowledge or wisdom, you're like, how do you tell the difference between an old guy that's lived a life and has a lot of experience and somebody who has in like a spiritual level of wisdom?
1: Yeah, I think so. Part of it is going to be, um, kind of a clarity for one thing. So uh, when we're talking about someone who has a lot of experience and their wisdom that they have to offer, the wisdom they have to offer from their experience is still ultimately theirs. And so there'll be some crossover and there'll be some application and things like that. But if we're talking about like divine wisdom, it's wisdom that, like completely and totally hits. You know what I mean? Like when you get, when you were talking to other people who also do coffee Mm -hmm. and, you know, back when we first got our new roaster and you're trying to figure it out and you're talking to these other people, they had human wisdom for you about this things they had tried. uh, And that they were recommending you give a shot to as well. And all of that. But that hits different than when you're talking to someone and you're, you're struggling with something and they manage to say this one thing that just cuts right to the essence of what you're stuck with. Yes. Okay. And it like, it it rings you like a bell.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. so. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm picking it up
0: now because like that was actually a really good example for me to process because you're right. The, for the coffee stuff, it was just experience and it was, Hey, try this. Hey, try that. And and I still had to take this trial and error method, but just Mm -hmm. tried to, to use their experience to reduce the amount of error that I had. But then I have thought about people that when they speak, like I've had some interacted with some people where they speak, where it's not like, Hey, try this. Try that. It's like they they reached up through the ether, grabbed a hold a piece of truth, and and then just punched it into my chest and dropped it, and mm-hmm. and that's like the best. And like there's no way to to demonstrate it because I can't say it. But I, I've had you. I have had those experiences where somebody speaks and it like a dagger. Like like you said, it just cuts straight through, and you're like, gosh dang it, and just kind of. And your spirit responds to it. Like mm-hmm. when it's spiritual,
1: your spirit responds to it and it and it shakes you a little bit. Exactly. And I think that's it too. And like one of the things that's really uh to me kind of funny about these gifts, and you know, not entirely ha funny, but a little bit ha ha funny is the way that a lot of times the people who are like being given these gifts and making use of them, they don't realize it. The hearer does. Oh, that's the truth. Yeah. Because otherwise they would be the, they would just stink with pride, right? Like it's not, we're not talking about someone who is like this, uh, incredible guru sitting on the mountaintop and people are coming to them seeking their wisdom or even that this is a gift that they constantly have. Oftentimes these gifts, again, because they're for the building up of the body of Christ, they're given and used in the moment where they're needed. And so when you're talking to someone and they say something and it just cuts right to the heart of you and you're like, oh my gosh, that is exactly it for, and for them, this is just a normal conversation. They're like, oh, you know, mm. the, it, just another day. They they might not even remember that you've had the conversation with them, but you mm. you're changed.
0: So that brings up an interesting point. And so I'll use this to lead in towards prophecy is, is this, so is gifts of the spirit, is that something that we can cultivate? Like, is it, is it like you're on team knowledge and you're on team <laughs> discernment and, and you, sir, are a prophet? You know what I mean? Like, like that's been a lot of my understanding is a lot of the spiritual gifts is it's something that you are, uh, like you, well, which you kind of just said it or you've answered it already where it's like grace builds upon nature. So like mm-hmm. when you're adept, naturally adept to something, grace is going to build on that because God is also the one that created you. So he kind I was of, just going to say, like, he knew th- this what he was grace doing. and
1: nature thing. This is not a, you know, it, it's not a dichotomy, right? You know? Like how people try and make nature versus Good nurture point. a dichotomy. And it's like, well, no, actually both. Well, in this case, it's definitely both because again, the giver of the gifts is the same one who formed the nature that those gifts are being given to. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, obviously they, they harmonize. But I would say that, like, yes, they they are things for us to, to cultivate in the sense that, you know, again, these are often supernatural versions of natural goods that we can develop. Right. And so a person who is seeking to grow in human wisdom without pride, you know, obviously, right. like right. not seeking their own glory, but a person who is... Seeking knowledge, who is seeking wisdom, who does seek to, going with prophecy, uh, is seeking to, like, bring the word of God to people. They are more prepared and more disposed to receive that gift and to cooperate with the spirit as it moves to bring that supernatural level to it. Okay.
0: So So it is more of like a, these are going to... Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's everybody will experience all of the gifts probably at some point, like you're not excluded from any of the gifts, but based on the way that God has made you, your nature is going to be naturally uh you're going to lean heavier into one. Like you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to probably find a home in certain gifts where that just happens more frequently, but that doesn't mean like just because you have the gift of, Wisdom and you speak wisdom into people's lives doesn't mean you won't ever prophecy.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think so I, I hesitate to say like people will experience all of them. Uh, right. Like at, but like at the same time you might like, it's one of those things where it's just the, my hesitancy is to use will statements when it's, Like, again, something beyond my understanding. Right, Um, right, right, right. But, yeah, speaking more to
0: the the lack of exclusion. Yes. You're not
1: excluded from it. Exactly. It's not, it is not a thing where, like, you're not choosing, going back to your, like, team analogy that kind of had me chuckling just because I have totally seen people who will kind of divvy things up that way. It's like, if there is a team It's not one you're choosing, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. like, cause again, these are gifts freely given, uh, at the discretion of the giver, (laughs) not, not at ours. And so, you know, um, I have, there was a, this was actually when I was at seminary, there was a, an outreach group that came and like put on a retreat one long weekend. So yeah, sure. I'll go. Uh, and they were much more charismatic and I remember uh, really liking most of the retreat and really finding it very uplifting and very fulfilling until, like, we got to a part where they just started insisting that, like, if you want, the, it was specifically about the gift of tongues, which isn't mm-hmm. one of the ones we're talking about tonight. So I'll just use this as kind of a brief example. But, like, if you want the gift of tongues, then what you got to do is you just start, you know, making noises and trust that God will. And it's like, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Like I get to tell God which gift he's going to give me. Right. Like I, I get to, I get to be the one setting the terms. This seems very counterintuitive to me. And so it's one of those things where it's like the goal ultimately is to be ready to do what the spirit prompts you not to be the one trying to prompt the spirit. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so our job is to grow in holiness. Now, depending on our natural gifts, some of us, that will be something where it it leans more into knowledge and wisdom and prophecy and these kinds of things. Others, it'll be that discernment of spirits or it'll be that ability to bring healing, um, you know, that tends to be more their thing. But just because a person tends more often than not to move with a spirit of wisdom does not mean that they're not capable of bringing healing mm-hmm. when the moment calls for it or anything like that. Right. Right. Hmm. I think there's just too big of a push to try and steer and control things. I think when,
0: yeah, you...
1: <sighs> when I in reality, right. the goal is to submit to the will of God, trusting that he knows what we need in the moment. I think that's right, and I,
0: because I am part of the stuff that I'm struggling through, which I have in our notes, I want to talk to you when we're done with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. I'll lead into it. But it, there's a lot with with the you know, like what does it mean to submit to the Holy Spirit? You know, and I think we have a really big problem with submitting to the Holy Spirit. And I think that's really at the core. And I think that's why we do stupid stuff. Not necessarily stupid stuff. Sorry, God. <laughs> but that's why we do stuff like try to dictate the terms on how we interact with God. And try mm-hmm. to say that we're in control and we're in power here, too. Is is that that ultimate, you know, like we don't like to submit, which is pride, you know? Yep. And i I think that's... I think that's super interesting. And I think that it makes me kind of think of screw tape a little bit where they're like, Hey, take this one, one thing that's good and just set it off by like one degree and then let yep. them run with it. And they'll go until it's, it's, it loses all of its power and then it'll start to break down instead of edify. And, and so I think that is, you know, like we, we need to wrap it up. I, I actually, before we wrap up, there's one thing I want to clarify too. You have it in the notes here. And I, I, did a poor job of bringing it up, but I really like the, the difference. And I think it's something we should state too. the difference between gifts of the spirit and then fruits of the spirit. Is that Mm. something that we should do like a whole nother episode on, or is it something that we can classify really quick?
1: I think we can do that pretty quick. Okay. So like the, the, the fruits of the spirit, I, I tend to think of it this way. The fruits of the spirit are the evidence that the gifts have been used correctly. Mm. Um, like, so when you think about the, the fruits of the spirit, those times where you receive that peace, that consolation, um, the, the good things that come with our, uh, doing the will of God, we receive those through the Holy Spirit. And so the, the fruits are the evidence that we have cooperated with the gifts. The, the gifts are what allow us to do. The fruits, you know, Jesus talked about the idea that you will know uh, whether the, whether it is, whether a plant is good or evil by its fruit. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. The fruits of the spirit. These are the evidence that we are bearing good fruit.
0: Oh, I really like that. That was different. Yeah, because I was going, the direction I was going was that the fruit of the spirit is what edifies us and the gifts of the spirit is what edifies others. Oh,
1: and I don't think that's inaccurate.
0: Yeah, I, I think they go together because as you serve and you serve humbly, properly, order like the way you're supposed to, mm-hmm. then the reward is not what you think. It, the reward is not, you know, God giving you a bag of gold because you <laughs> did a good job. It's usually right. peace or love or um, joy, you know, like these different yep. things. And and. The more you do, the more you bear, like, and then it's cyclical. And I think they go together. And I think that is kind of awesome.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't disagree with you that the fruits of the spirit are awesome. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Okay. Well, on that super intellectual note there, um, <laughs> if, if you were going to, like, I, I did we do, did we Do a serviceable job on the the gifts of instruction? Did we satisfy that? I think so. I think.
1: Okay. um, So part of it is like, and again, if people, if you would like for us to do a a deeper dive on each of the individual gifts, you know what? Honestly, please let us know. But I will say, I think doing a really deep dive on them is something that would probably be better done in like blog posts. Whereas... Mm -hmm. You know, for the purpose of a conversation on our podcast, I do think kind of grouping them and talking about them in general is probably a more effective introduction. That's fair. Can I ask a favor? You can. Can, can I vote
0: for your next blog post to be the one on prophecy? Because I wanted to talk sure. about it, but then we didn't. But then we're out of time. And so I'm super interested on on your perspective of prophecy. Definitely, because I, you know, I'll, mine, I'll it, mine is just just shy of a soothsayer that tells you the future. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's you know what I am talking about. Everybody yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: About. Okay, but no, yeah, uh,
0: I will do that. Cool, 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 cool. I am excited to read that. Uh, okay, um, life lessons. If you were gonna pull this into a life lesson, what would you what would you say?
1: I think that for me, the big takeaway as we start talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that idea of a. Humble preparedness. Um, You know, we were talking about that idea of we have to be seeking what is good to be prepared to cooperate when the spirit knows that the moment is right for it. Mm. And so, you know, if you are someone who you enjoy helping people by the gift of knowledge and wisdom and prophecy and these kinds of things, then okay, that's fantastic. Prepare yourself for it. You know, don't demand that it happen when you want it to. But at the same time, practice humbly those things on a human level, which prepare you to work supernaturally with the spirit when it knows that the time is right.
0: I love that. I love that because it matches the the saying that, you know, success is when preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. You know, if yeah, you're that, not prepared, you're going to miss it. the opportunity. If, you know, if the opportunity you know, type of a thing. You can't really go back the other way, but, um, hmm. that's exactly right. Like, you can't just be like, walk around be like, Oh, well, God is going to possess my body and I'll do these great things. Be like, no, no, you, yeah. know, you, you have to do some
1: work, right. you know,
0: like you have to be prepared. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. For me, I'm actually going to go like all the way back to the beginning and, and reinforce that the Holy spirit is real. Mm. And the Holy Spirit is in the world, and the Holy Spirit is inside of us. Yes, and that's real, like a like factual type of real, not theoretical, not um, imaginative, not allegorical. You know any of the ols out there? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Like that, that, that's our reality as Christians. That's what makes us different. That's, you know, like, and so going into this, we have to, to have the disposition that the Holy Spirit is real. It's not some, some imaginative thing that God has connected with us. And no, 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 it, it is something that's real. And it's something that's foreign to us right now. For the majority of us, I would say there's, um, there, there are people who, who know the Holy Spirit very well. Um, but uh, for the majority of us, we, we haven't spent a lot of time recognizing it and, you know, and I, and I think we'll find forgiveness if we're, you know, focused on the name of Jesus. I don't think the Holy Spirit will resent us for that, you know, like you said, but, but to know that it's real. And so the gifts of the spirit are not something that is you know, just presence given to us, it's part of the Holy Spirit being, being inside of us and
1: and acting in the real world. So, you know, I think that is the best definition of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are that we've done in our like 50 so minutes of recording at this point, actually like that right there, the idea that it is the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the Holy Spirit, like working in us. Like it is the Holy Spirit himself. I think that is Yeah. Such a huge thing. Yeah. And that, that's that's the biggest hurdle, I think, is is
0: recognizing that it's real. Because like you said, it's hard to see. It's hard to do it intellectually. And mm-hmm. so there's a there's a there's a leap of faith there to take that first step, I think. So <sighs> awesome man I'm so excited for this conversation and, or for the next couple too uh, as well likewise so I'm, man I'm, I'm loving this and if uh, after listening to this conversation your head hurts it's not because of how intense the conversation was it was probably the caffeine headache so what you should do is brew some amazing incledew coffee how about that for a co- you know coffee commercial I pitch inside of it <laughs> well
1: well done sir well I'm, done I'm feeling
0: really impressed right now <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry, God, that was pride. But anyway, no, really. If, if you uh, if you would like to support, you know, these conversations and support Inkle doing and what we're trying to accomplish, which is bringing back meaningful conversation, it's best done with delicious beverages, and we want to provide that for you uh, with our coffee. So, jump on the website, buy a couple bags of coffee, we'll ship it to you fresh, and uh, help you uh, through your day through caffeine. You got anything else on your brain, man?
1: Nah, man, not much.
0: Fantastic. All right. With that, everybody will say... Adieu.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another Inkleview podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and make sure to share it on all your own social media so that other people can find us and enjoy us as well.